This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is Wednesday as the Cowboys prepare for their Christmas Eve game against the Seattle Seahawks. And, guys, Zeke is back, and he's out at practice as we speak right now. So how is everyone doing thinking of the crop top hero back (laughs) here at the Star? It is Zeke week. It is Zeke week. Zeke miss, if you would. What is that? He's in the building! That hair on top of his head. The broccoli. The yeah. broccoli is what I've seen people call it on it's, Twitter. It's the broccoli look. I like it. Yeah. Well, did, he, he did shave the beard a little bit. Yeah. You guys have seen him. Or he put that hair from the beard on top of his head. Hair transplant. Yes. 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 All we need is those legs being right. Everything else. we can, You don't care about the hair? Don't need to worry about it. Just give me, give me the legs, the hands, <laughs> and let's go. Spoken like a true scout. You yes. Know? Legs, legs hands, hands, and eyes. And, give, me, give me all that. And tummy. And mind. And mind. And mind. mind. Get that mind right. Well, it sounded right. You know, we had an exclusive interview on DallasCowboys.com as he spoke yesterday returning. You know, he said a lot of different quotes, things like chomping at the bit to get back. He was very proud of the team, keeping them still in it. And he said he watched every game and he rooted for them. And it was very, very difficult for him, which we all assumed, you know, because he left when this team was like, looking like they were going the right direction, beating the Chiefs, who were still where yeah, they five were. And three, yeah. yeah. Beating yeah. the Chiefs pretty single-handedly with him. Yeah. And then you go to Falcons the next week, and he didn't find out if he was going to be playing or not until Thursday of that week. Right. And then you saw the three-game losing streak, three-game win streak. So were you surprised by anything he said, Brian? No, I really wasn't. I, I You know, I, I would have been real interested to see, though, you know, I, the remorsefulness of it all. You know, I mean, it hit. It is a, uh, you know, this is a difficult time for a lot of guys because you, now you're you're in this playoff push, but there's so much uncertainty there, you know. And did you know by what happened with him directly affected the season? And a lot of these guys and coaches and stuff don't have a lot of campaigns to begin with, you know. And and all of a sudden, you know, when you're you're in a mode where you're trying to win. You're trying to get in. Last year, everything was so good, and you built. You were able to build on that, and then all this now comes down in August, and you know you're, it's hanging over your head. And you know you, he's right that the the he should be grateful that his teammates had his back in order to to keep the season afloat. Mm-hmm. But if he's playing, I don't think we're talking about needing the Buccaneers and the Bengals and everybody else to have to win to get in. You know, I think that's the side of it that I think that I really wanted to know. Is that, you know, how how did you feel like did you did you feel like you let your teammates down? You know, you appreciate them for what they've done, but you know, I mean, there's guys like Jason Witten that don't have many more of these campaigns in him. Well, that's kind of a complicated issue though that to talk about because he was suspended in the NFL report directly for the domestic violence allegations. Right. They said that in the report, nothing else factored into their decision. Some of the off-the-field stuff he's been accused of being involved in, whatever, St. Patty's Day, all that. So based simply on that incident, alleged incident, which he says he has nothing to do with and, and was never criminally charged, so it's hard. I, 
I mean, I see what you're saying. There, there's some things he can he can do better off the field in terms of being in the spotlight and handling that. But if we're just talking about that case, he maintains his innocence. So sure. But I see what you're saying. I and mean, he it, didn't have any teammates when it happened. Yeah, he, yeah, he was wasn't in college. In, he was in college. That's true. He wasn't uh, cowboy yet, right? Yeah. Do you feel he feels? So, does he have any remorsefulness, Mickey? You think? I don't know. I didn't talk to him, and he's probably not going to let you know. Yeah. But I think that's one reason the team has his back because this that that specific issue. They know how important he, he is. He that and they they believe him and and support him and that he had nothing to do with those allegations. So I mean, if we're specifically talking about that, then I don't think there is an issue of remorse really because he, mm-hmm. he feels he did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I was thinking about you know we talked a lot about his energy his return of his energy. And a lot of people talked about that before. Remember when Dez was on his holdout and he was missing most of OTAs or missed all of it pretty much. And then, you know, when he came back, there was this energy to have him back Mm -hmm. and what he was going to be able to bring. And I think I feel the same way with Ezekiel Elliott returning as far as the media, the fans, you know, everyone around here who works here. Everyone was very anxious to see him, to see just a glimpse of, okay, he's back in the building. Because he's so exciting, you know, people were sharing different videos and everything of him. And, you know, we had the rookies do two weeks ago the Salvation Tree Army loading yeah. into the truck. And, you know, these rookies, they're they're being thrown into a lot of starting roles, but they're just kind of, you know, there. They're excited. I'm sure in the locker room they're different people, so I don't want to speak to that. But John Mashota shared a video, and it's like Zeke's jumping in the card, and he's, yeah, I love that he's messing with Dak. <laughs> yep. and, He's doing all these different things. He's making it fun out there for these guys. Well, yeah. As long as he jumps into the end zone, that's all I care about. Jumps into the kettle. That's true. But end you, zone. But you brought up touchdowns. But you brought up that point yesterday, how he can bring some some needed juice to that locker room throughout a grueling season. I think you heard it already, didn't you? Like after the game, mm-hmm. Dez. Demarcus Lawrence called him a big ass kid yesterday. Is that yeah. what he said? Yeah, big yeah. ass kid. And I asked him kind of what Mickey carry point. the ball eighty times. I, I asked him what Mickey said about. It. He said long season. He makes it football. He makes it fun. You know, after what we've you know been through, they've been. This has been a roller coaster season like none other. So to bring him in after forty two days, I think that is a lift. But yeah, ultimately it's about the production on the field. Yeah, I think th- he brings that too. We think we think he's going to be Zeke. I hope he's going to be Zeke. I mean, you know, we'll see what we get to see throughout the week in practice. First practice out there, and you can only hope for the best. And, gosh, I think Garrett sounded optimistic, though, right, Rob? Yeah, you know, he didn't commit to, and that's very Jason-like, he didn't commit to saying, oh, we're going to give him 30 carries. Right. Uh, But it sounded like, okay, we're focusing on Wednesday. He's going to go through a normal, full Wednesday practice, which speaks to, Hey, he's in good shape. He was engaged in meetings, and so signs would point to he'll have a normal type workload. Jerry spoke to that, and what Brian said yesterday is, "Do you have a choice? No, I you mean, really don't. You got to you got to roll with him. You got to yeah. ride him." He yeah. took the first snaps when they did the walkthrough before the stretch. Yeah, he was out there, so he Jason doesn't have to say it. He doesn't have to advertise it to uh, the Seahawks, but. He's going to play. He's going to be out there. You would be stupid if you didn't think he was going to have not a significant role in this football game. Mm-hmm. They need him to win this game. They really do. I mean, it's going to come down to this is a game of wills because both teams are, are fighting for their lives really right now. Yeah. And so, you know, w- which team is able to 
uh, to, uh, you know, put their will onto the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what Ezekiel Elliott will do for you. You know, his that energy you talk about, Tay, the ability, the, the physicality which he plays. You know, he gets the crowd going. You know, they're going to need all that. This is not going to be one of the things. Seattle might have lost the last two games and lost badly to the Rams. It's still a good football team. Yeah. And so you're going to need, as Jason Garrett would say, all hands on deck to win. And so handing him the ball 25, 30 times, whatever they have to do, they better do mm-hmm. because it's going to take every bit of that. It's really a fascinating opponent for the Cowboys because we spoke this week already about how Seattle is such a prideful team. But they are so banged up defensively. Yeah. And they gave up 244 rushing yards against the Rams last week. That's the most in seven years. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about what's the last time they lost three games in a row? 2011. Under Carroll? Under Carroll. Has it happened twice under Carroll? It's happened twice. Yeah. His first year and then 2011. So can they rally around, you know, and, 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 to produce a Seattle-type performance? And can the Cowboys get back to doing what they do with Zeke? It's really an interesting matchup. They're capable of quitting, too. We've seen, we've, seen, we've seen them lose their control. We've seen things happen to them. That Jacksonville game was awful for them at the end. You know, they, they lost their control there. You know, those, this, and, and, those, and those are quality players, too. I, w- I was having a discussion with someone the other day, and, you know, you think of the Seattle Seahawks, and you're thinking of these – these big-time players, and a lot of them, unfortunately, injuries have taken them off the field. But at this point in the NFL season for 2017, who would you say is an all-around better team, the Seattle Seahawks or the Dallas Cowboys? With Zeke on the field, the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree because I mean, in the Seattle with their current state, with their current yeah, state, where they're at now, with, with, with no, with no Sherman, no, no Sherman, Chandler, Thomas, no Avery. None no. of those guys? No K.J. Wright. Bobby Wagner got banged up last week. I, I believe, uh, what, you know, who's their running back they had at the start of the season? Oh, uh, Lacey? Yeah. Lacey's? Yeah. He's, like, listed third team. Third team. Third Balls team. is second. Yeah. So They've had their struggles, no doubt. Their offensive line is not as good. They've tried to do some things. Currently, the Cowboys are a better football team. Absolutely. I mean. But, they're, but, they, but, but again, it's the, it's the danger factor as you look at – if you look at what we saw last week with Oakland, right there, you're about to, you're most likely going to play without your left tackle this week. So think about that. I mean, we, that, it, they've it, still got defensive linemen. That that's what I'm saying. It's pocket. about you know, look what ha- what was the what were what were the Raiders' best hope for in the game the other day? What was their best hope? Khalil Mack and uh, Bruce Irvin wrecked the it. game. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That 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 was which their, they started to at times. Yeah, that oh, was their, definitely that yeah. was their best hope, you know. And and the Seahawks, I'll say this though: if you gave, you know, as much as I love Derek Carr, Russell Wilson is dangerous to play against. Russell I mean, Wilson he counts is, for what thirty percent of all of their. He he! If you offense? don't play him right, he could be a huge problem in this game. They yeah. just need to remember how they played him last time. Make him there. play backwards. Right. Make because him play backwards. Because once he gets yeah. outside the pocket, yep. he'll hurt you. And Zeke should be looking at, and the Cowboys should be looking at, the last two games uh, when the uh, Seahawks gave up 141 yards rushing and then 244 yards rushing, 152 of those to Todd Gurley. Yeah. They they, they had no answer for Todd Gurley. They did not. And, they, and a great play calling by the Rams in that game, by the way, with McVay. They were, they score a touchdown on a third and twenty on a on basically a draw. Mm-hmm. It, it was very similar to what happened right before the half when Kansas City got the score on Dallas. Very similar to what how that worked. 
blocked excellent, you know, execution well, Gurley just finishes the run. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, 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 you've got to find a way to, again, I always hear block this front, block this front. Yeah, and as always, we have to give credit to our listeners. Yesterday we asked, how many times in Pete Carroll's era have they yeah. gone three three straight losses? And thank you, Robert Sample, because he sent it out to us. He said, did some digging. Yeah. Carroll has had two 0-3 stretches during his time in Seattle. First one was in 2010. They were 7-9 and at the fi- end of the year. Right. Week 14, week 15, and week 16 – Went on that losing. So, you know, you're looking at that exact That's same That's 2010 frame, right? or 2011? 2010. Now yeah. in 2011, same right. thing. Seven, right. nine. Week seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but I, they weren't a very good team back no, then. No, they were not. See, that that's the thing I, I, I do. I, I, I'm one of those guys that sus, uh, subscribes to the desperate team. And I think the Cowboys are a desperate team. too. I think the Cowboys are playing better than the Seahawks right now. But the Seahawks have lost to two really good teams. Jacksonville and the Rams back to back, much like the Cowboys when they had their three-game losing streak, lost to some pretty good teams playoff along the way, yeah. some playoff teams along the way. So you got to figure that out real quick. When I was talking to those, having the discussion about who's the better team, somebody said, you know, obviously the Cowboys, but I think it sometimes comes down to coaching. And they said at times it seems the Seattle Seahawks are just better coaching as far as time management, different things they do. And I mean, you'd have to look at that game by game. Because I think that's very situational, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Who said I mean, that? We were just having a discussion with someone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think that with the Seahawks, it, it's amazing with all the injuries that they're still in the in the middle of all this thing too. Mm-hmm. You know that they're still fighting, and that just shows you the front. That just shows you the coaching. That shows you the quarterback. And I just I worry about the quarterback in this. Well, game. It, this I mean, is, and, and, this has really become his football team because uh, you know we've talked about what's Dak per, Dak's progression going to be in the next few years. Russell Wilson used to be kind of not a bus driver, but just kind of manage the game. Strength of the defense helps. I think he's second in touchdown passes. He's got thirty touchdown passes, five hundred plus rushing yards. They rely on him so much. But you're right, Brian. I mean, how many times did he get sacked last week? I think yeah. Donald had three by himself. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing how bad they are inside there with Luke Jokel, you know, and then with uh, uh, Posick, who the rookie from LSU. They've really struggled. They have no power players inside. The Raiders last week were a power offensive line. This team this week is not a not a very – they're an athletic group, but they do not play with a lot of power. That is their biggest problem. They went out – and they got, uh, you know, they got Dwayne Brown on a trade from Houston Texans. He's a slow-footed guy. He really, really is. And you see people run around the corner on him. And, you know, hopefully the Cowboys will run around the corner on him. But the main area to attack this group, in my opinion, is right up the middle. And that's where Mickey was talking about. And you'll hear Marinelli when we have coordinators. He will say, hey, we gotta, we got to make him throw from the well. you got to make keep him, him throw. Well. Keep yeah. him in the well. And you'll hear that a lot. I've learned this about watching Russell Wilson play. Teams that have success make him play backwards. Yeah. Don't let him play forward because if he's playing forward on the move, throwing the football, he will hurt you. But you get him playing off his back foot, having to throw the ball down the field, that's a whole different animal for him. Second in touchdowns with 30. Yeah. Well, second in touchdowns with 30 got him to the Pro Bowl because he is a Pro Bowler this year. Dak Prescott is not, but four other Cowboys are. Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, and Demarcus Lawrence making his first appearance in the Pro Bowl. So, you know, you look at that, and obviously 30 touchdowns, that's pretty easy to decide you're a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, no question. 
No, no question. No question. That's, that's the strength of their football because their running game, you mentioned a bunch of different backs. They, they've kind of had some inconsistency there. He's been the most consistent guy they've had. But they've resorted to throwing the ball. They've had to. I mean, he's thrown the ball 503 times. They've, they've just, they cannot, they, they, they have not had the success. Again, it's a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. Yeah. It's not a physical group. How many touchdowns does Jimmy Graham have? He has nine. He leads all tight ends. Yeah, he's the at the Pro Bowl as well. Yeah, but you know, he's been held to one catch in the last two games. So there's been talk up there is how do they get him more involved? You know, he's been, uh, he's been really quiet in these last two losses. Which is interesting because, you know, you're talking about the passing and Jimmy Graham's one of the best passing tight ends, obviously, in the league. And to see him not getting involved, maybe that's the key there. Yeah. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we will get more into looking at this week, injuries, updates, and more. That's next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talkin' Cowboys. Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed and feel amazing, and if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantee. Plus, shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 20% off your first order. tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. Thank you, Rob. And yes, the Cowboys are currently practicing as we speak here at the Star in Frisco. Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Demarcus Lawrence, David Irving, and Anthony Hitchens all absent, but Ezekiel very, very present and participating. So, you know, before you guys freak out, the Pro Bowlers... Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence. Now, Tyron Smith is a different different discussion that we'll have in one second, but Demarcus Lawrence, not to worry. I think it's a, a day of rest. Yeah. Yes. Tyron Smith, though, you just said it in the first segment. You think he's out of this game. Oh, well, I'm just I'm just my thought. I mean, I'm not, again. You're not predicting. No, I'm not predicting. I'm just saying that I just feel like that you, you need to prepare for him not to play in this football game. 
I think there's, I think there's, you know, you know, we talk about the knee. There's a couple of different things wrong with him. He's dealing with the, still dealing with the back stuff and all that. I mean, it, this might be. They talk about all hands on deck. I hope I'm wrong about this, but I just don't think. I mean, I think he's going to need a game at least. And but uh, we'll see how that all plays out this week. Today is usually a day of rest for him. We've seen players not practice all week and play. And they proved that with their offensive line, and I think he understands the importance of this game. But they also have to think about long term too, you know. So I don't, I don't know if it's long term. I think you got to decide: can he physically play? Just yeah. how just how mobile can he be? With I mean, that? he's got a sprained ligament. Right. Yeah, let's face it. Yeah. Right. So depends on what the grade of it is. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't see him doing it. I mean, he's a tough guy. I mean, he's played with he's played with some serious injuries in his career. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just don't uh, – again, the mobility factor is not real good right now. You know, you always – and I, I know. If you can't do it, you can't do it. But you always talk about the Super Bowl injury reports. They're always very – everyone's ready to go and ready to Nobody play. Nobody on them. And, you know, as Dak has said, this is playoffs for the Cowboys right now. It's, yeah, it's been playoffs since the Washington game. Yeah. Really. yeah. You it, think David Irving's done for the season? I said that yesterday, Mickey. Well, I was going to ask before we get to David Irving. Yeah. Tyron Smith, you know, even if he feels like there's a chance he could go, would he continue to go if he could? Well, if he if he can physically do it, he'll go. Yeah. If you can put a brace on it and go, but if you can't, you can't. I think it can't just be his decision. I think the, the triathletic training staff, the coaches have Thanks, to Rob. look at him and, and just evaluate him. It may be a game-time thing. I mean, we'll see. It could go all the way down to a warm-up on Sunday. And they've got to look at him, too, and say I, he's not – he can't be functional. And we also, like Mickey said, you don't want to risk something further. Well, you know, yeah, you don't – You've got to keep all those things in mind. You don't want to get in a game where you're dealing – you know, you're dealing with, with the way that Seattle rushes, mm-hmm. like Frank Clark, who's an explosive player to that side. You know, you don't want to be compromised. Mm-hmm. Because if you are compromised – and I, I saw some people say, oh, well, 80% Tyron Smith is better than 100% Byron Bell – Trainers don't think like that. Their trainers are trying to think, hey, get the get the healthy guy on the field. Right. Don't don't you know, and coaches the same way. You don't want to compromise. You really, really don't. You don't want to say, oh, eighty percent. I mean, guys play hurt. They'll they'll just go through it. I mean, there I think there's a lot of guys in this team right now. They'll tell you there's a lot of lot of banged up guys in December. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of banged up guys that probably should be on the injury report that aren't on the injury report. And there's a difference between being banged up. And being and hurt, being, hurt. And being yeah. injured, yeah. and I think Absolutely. he has an injury that could really, you know, complicate the way he can function out there. Yeah, I mean, if he if it compromised to the point you got to help him, you might as well just help Byron Bell out. Yeah, yeah. Now, David Irving, we can get to that now that we've exhausted the Tyron Smith issue. David Irving out for the season? Question mark. What do you guys think? I said, it doesn't sound good. I, I don't know why yes, it's yeah. lasted this long. Yeah, I, I think there's. The, to me, this is when you look at this, and I mentioned this yesterday. Did we do a show yesterday? I think yes, we did. We did. We? Yeah, we did a show. I, I'm, I'm thinking of something that if you have a bit of a history with these, with concussions, and maybe you're, you know, again, this is something I'm just talking here. I'm not saying this is David Irving, but so, you know, coaches and trainers are only as good as when the players tell them what's wrong. You know, I mean, they, they rely on if a player is injured and he tells the trainer or the coach, hey, I'm hurt, then they get treatment. If they don't tell them that, then then they go out, they go through the you know, the day or the couple of games or whatever, and 
all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I was hurt two games ago. Well, wait, why didn't you tell me you were hurt two games ago? Yeah, now we now, now we're, we're figuring this out. So I, I I think there's I think that we're dealing with David Irving was probably a little banged up, and and all of a sudden now it's like, oh, wait a minute, now you're you've got this, and so and then other things happen, and you get more banged up, and then it becomes more of a severe deal. Mm-hmm. So I I yeah I I would not be surprised. I'm sorry I didn't clearly say what I need, you know, but get what I'm trying to say here. I, you know, I thought it was strange how Jason answered the question about him, too. And then he say something like, you know, a lot of this in the concussion is how they answer questions. Questions. Right. Still banged up. I mean, he's not all there. Mm-hmm. And so how severe is the concussions? This is a big thing. I mean, I know in this team, again, I could speak from this team because I know the trainers and doctors here. We all do. You know, they're not going to put hurt players on the field. It's no. not going to do it, no matter how important the game is. And if he can't convince them he's okay, he's not going to convince an independent the exactly. checker that exactly. comes through. Exactly. Yeah, because I know what you're saying, Brian. You know, they – they don't tell them right away, and it's an interesting dynamic because you think on one hand, man, they're just trying to help their team short term, but then long term, it's not. It gets good. worse. It gets worse. It gets worse, and then all of a sudden, instead of maybe taking care of it earlier, yeah, you're, you're now on the back end, and the, yeah, and the trainers are going, "Well, wait a minute, okay, well, so we should have let you sit a week there. Now, now we're going to make you sit a week here, and it, it just only gets worse. These concussion things are not something to be messed with. I know. And everybody was talking about Rico and. Rico had a, you know, almost a broken jaw and whiplash. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's boy, it's been a concussion." Why is he? You know, we're all, we're all, you know, we're all kind of conditioned to uh, Russell Wilson going into the tent for one play and coming out and finishing the game. Yeah, that's not the way reality. And it's not like they're asking him the question, "How many fingers do I have up?" and he can't get it right. No. No, yeah. this is severe stuff. I one time heard someone discussing, you know, the concussion, and not just in football but just in general and it's he said it's funny you know when someone goes down with an injury these days and we tell them oh it's a concussion they're like oh good just a brain injury yeah you know yeah because yeah. that's what people forget you know they think okay the standard sitting time for a concussion is one week yeah but there's a lot of different factors especially individual factors that could play into it you know if someone's had more than one concussion things like if that there's a history there yeah and, and but but it's it's on the player to make sure that the medical staff knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. When you think about specifically this matchup, boy, they, they could use him. I mean, you think about the Seahawks, Inside guys, yeah. Their interior offensive line, you Absolute. spoke to it. Yep. I Absolutely. Mean, that's not having him. Uh, that's That hurts. Yeah, it yeah. sure does. He's not able to go. Now, Lyle Collins, you know, we saw him last week get back into practice, more so at the end of the week than he had the past two games before that. So probably just another rest Wednesday here, and hopefully we'll see him tomorrow back Probably limited on the injury report, but at least doing something more. And he, I think he's feeling better. Yeah. I don't want to ever speak for someone, especially. No, he's finished. played really well. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, there's, I've had people, I don't know about your guys' timeline, I've had people ask me about him being a Pro Bowl snub. You know, I don't think necessarily uh, that's the case. I think a guy's played well. I mean, he had his struggles early in the season. Sure did. And got then he came better. on, he got and he, better. And he's gotten better as it's gone on. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've t- I think we've all been very uh, very aware of saying, hey, no, he's gotten better. You know, he is one of the better linemen that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done a great job. He's he has he's faced a lot of quality rushers. 
Yeah. And come out for it better. And considering what's happened to him practice-wise. Well, he might be an alternate. You know, you never know that as far as the Pro Bowl and Brandon Brooks from Philly's on there. So, yeah. We'll see for Lyle Collins. Anthony Hitchens, he is also absent from today, but, you know, it has sounded more optimistic with him returning. Did Garrett say exactly what it was, Rob? He's got a sprained posterior cruciate ligament, Mm. and he said he will play. He had said it got much better since Sunday. He's amazing. Remember we almost thought we lost him during the – Like the the elastic man. Yeah, we we almost (laughs) lost him during training camp. It was like, oh, my gosh, there goes your Mike linebacker. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it was like he and he went from, you know, it went from like a, a, a full year injury to just a few weeks, and yeah. then well, it was actually four or five games. Well, yeah, he but, got but, back for the Green Bay game. Yeah, but but it was but it was so strange because you thought you thought it was he's ACL. done. He yeah. is done. Yeah, you know, it, it is he's off. You know, and he he does he. But I'll tell you, he has a he has a tremendous history of being ready to play when needed to play in big games. Was it ankle? Oh, my gosh, his rookie year. His rookie year, remember, he plays against the Colts. I'm watching him on the field, watching him warm up because they're saying game time decision. And you're like, he's not going. He can't walk, but he's out there doing drills. And the next thing I know, he has like a Sean Lee game against, you know, and then the the Cowboys win the division. And, you know, I'm I'm looking at Anthony Hitchens. I'm going, my God, son, you know, congratulations. You're, you're, You're a big time football player. And he's always been able to answer the bell when he went in big games. You knew it from the moment, uh, the first off season when we got drafted, and Sean gets hurt, and they ask him, "You guys, I wasn't there at that point, but are, are you ready to fill his shoes?" He said, "No." He was honest, but he said, "I will be," and he wound up playing every spot at linebacker. I mean, the guy is just a consummate pro, and he had an injury a, co- a few weeks ago after he came back from the knee, where he got banged up. Yes, and he came back and played the next week. I mean, you, you know, talk about when, one of the toughest dudes on the team. When they when they drafted him, um, we got a call on Talking Cowboys from some guy in Iowa. Yeah. And he said, you got one of the best linebackers in the draft. No doubt. And that was the same year his linebacking buddy from Iowa got drafted pretty high. And this guy was telling us, these is every bit as yeah. good. They just worry about his size, like what position can he play? Well, we found out he can play every one of them. Yeah. And – He's going to get a contract. Uh, I'm sure the Cowboys hope it's here, but somebody's going to pay him after this season. Yeah, and what he's been able to do for this team is remarkable, but we, I'm happy to hear that he would be good to go this week, which is always positive. Let's get into Pro Bowl snubs. You guys think anyone was snubbed on this team, or you think it would panned out just right? I wrote about Chris Jones yesterday, and uh, to me, if you're going with a fifth Cowboy, because four got in, I would say him. And there were a couple stats that really support that. Just crazy stats. We kind of talked about Let's it. Let's hear them. Well, we, we mentioned how many return yards against him this year. 55. and Minimal. That, that's the lowest in the league. And you look at the guy who's number one. It's Shane Leckler in Houston. 473. Woo! I mean, that's insane. And, and it speaks to actually the number of punch return, which is only 14 this season. Really, that's basically the lowest in the league. There's a couple higher. Uh, Detroit's got two punters that have split time that have had a little less but um it speaks to the coverage units it Mm -hmm. speaks to the way he places the ball hang time all those things and then you factor in what an athlete he is on top of it as a field position weapon great holder too yeah i think mickey spoke to it yesterday um you look at his net and it's fifth or something in the nfc but there's other things that go to it i mean he there have been games this season where he's been 
maybe their best weapon on the field. Didn't we feel like the he he and Switzer were the big winners of the Arizona game? Remember, remember yeah. Dallas couldn't do anything, and they kept. And here, here's Arizona running a ton of plays, ton of yards, and he just kept punting them back, punting he them back. He kept flipping the field. He position. kept flipping the field, and finally the Cowboy offense woke up. And it was Switzer's returning and Jones flipping the field. You know, I asked somebody about this. You know, we've, he's such a great directional punter that teams, Kansas City tried to run the fake where they put two guys deep and fake like that the ball is going to go to one guy and then everybody goes to the guy who's faking and then the guy who's the catcher takes off running. They don't worry about that because if, 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 if Basaccia says snap, snap left, punt right, on one. You know, they, it's going to be punted to where he's, you know, it's not going to be shanked over to the other side or something like that. They tried to get the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands. Yeah. And yeah. they didn't, and Frazier didn't fall for it. Nobody, he said, yeah. I know where my punter's going I know where my punter's going right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the kind of thing when you have, we talk about guys in this team that are so good at their jobs. That you don't even think about. You don't even think about it. You do not think about. You don't think about it. it used to be now a little bit Dan Bailey. I mean, we've now kind of creeped into the who is Dan Bailey okay questions. But, Fortunately, but, but the, injury bugs. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Sean Lee, LP, LP, guys that are so good at your their jobs, you just automatically assume Travis Frederick. Yeah, these lines. Travis Frederick, Zach, yeah. Zach Martin. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. These are guys that are so good at their jobs that you don't even think about it. I think you could talk about Chris Jones that way. I really do. The fact that he. Heck, he threw a pass as on a fake that was a, on the money across right hash all the way to left sideline, and it, it should have been a first down if if Butler doesn't decide to push off. I mean, he, that, that just shows you the capability that, that he has. But this was predictable because when people vote, they look at, they look at the average, yeah. net average, total average. They don't look and say, oh, they played 14 games, and in 11 of those games – the opponent didn't have more than five yards of returns. Yeah. Think about that. Five yards. That was and, it. That was the high in 11 of 14 games. And this is not 2016 where the Dallas Cowboys led the league in, in holding the football and, and first downs. and all. They had to punt a lot more today than they had to punt last year. And he, and he you know, they had some stretches there where he was going out there quite a bit. Yeah. And not having people return the ball. That tells you something about him. Now, the only thing I'll say is that Johnny Hecker from the Rams is the punter selected to the Pro Bowl. They only choose one. So it's a very hard position to get into the Pro Bowl with. But, you know, you never know where the Rams are going to end up in the playoff picture if they go to the NFC Championship game, if they go to the Super Bowl, if Chris Jones is an alternate. you That would be highly likely, I think, in this situation. But... I don't know who's neck and neck with him. If the coaches is the, do the coaches get to select if that comes down to that whoever's coaching the game? I think it's a runner up type thing. It's just a runner a, up. They the know voting. who's alternate. They okay. know already. Okay, that. okay. Yeah. If that's the case, then hopefully he'll get in. But again, Mickey's right. They'll look at the stats and not look at the fact that he doesn't give up any. His net's really good. He doesn't give up any return yards. He's a you know he can hold. I mean, all these things are very positive positive about him. Was the voting done by Sunday night? They probably was. Because I'm telling you, you, you make a play like that in a nationally televised game at any position, that opens people's eyes, and that that could have impacted the fan voting if they saw that fake punt. But the fake the fan voting was, I think, done by then. Right. Way done by then. 
Yeah, when Sean Lee had his amazing game in 2016 against the New York Giants, everyone was like, I hope everyone was seeing this for Pro Bowl voting. Right. And then, of course, you know, he was an alternate. Mm -hmm. He was an alternate with Dez. Make a big play. Yeah, you make a big play on Thanksgiving or these Sunday night games. It can it can change everything. We used to say that about like Terrence Newman at cornerback when he was here. You know, steady corner. Never made the Pro Bowl. If he'd gotten a pick six, you know, before a nationally televised audience, who knows? Maybe he gets in. Yeah. Bryce Butler. What do you guys think about Bryce Butler's chances? A lot of people are asking on Twitter about where he, he will end up in the rest of the season picture. He's got to get on the field first. Sound like he's going to do something today? He was out there. He was he out there. That's what. Plantar fasciitis. Is that what he you kind of hear, Mickey? He tried. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they keep giving him a shot. Yeah, and and it's the area where it's getting affected of the shot. Right. That's not an easy thing to do. I've watched people get shots in their feet and it's it in the toes Oof. and stuff. It's it, and it, it makes a, you cry. It ain't a little Watch, penicillin yeah. shot no, either. No. Well, that injury is like the pain of it. It's like walking on needles. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, as a receiver, it can certainly limit what you're trying to do out there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would if he's going to practice today. I mean, hey, good for him. I mean, he's going to try and give it a go, but. At least he trotted out there. I'll yeah. give him that. Skandrick was out there. Yeah. He was doing some drills um, ahead of time. Sean Lee was doing his drills when they were doing special team stuff. So that was a good uh, the, sign. The, the thing that's interesting about this team now, they've gotten used to practicing without the guys. You know, it, yeah. it, it, the, the guys that they give rest to, they, the team knows, okay, you're going to get Byron Bell at left tackle. You're going to get Chaz Green at right tackle. Those guys get Wednesday work. Nothing wrong with that. You know, it gives them a little bit more, you know, gives them, you know, when Byron Bell had to go in the game the other day, you know, he wasn't a welcome mat. You know, that's, that's encouraging right there. You know, if you're going to get practice time on Wednesday, take advantage of it if you have to play in these games. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it happened with Awuzie. I think they saw Awuzie at practice when things were kind of not uh, normal. They saw him at practice like, well, let's give him a start. Let's see what he looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, and then now, boom, he's taken the he's taken the role and moved on. So I, let me tell you, let me be honest, too, about this. The way that the, the way that Lewis and those guys and this is not my axe to grind bit. This is truthful. The way they're playing on defense in the secondary. I don't know if I just immediately put Skandrick back in there. I, I really don't. I mean, it, it sounds very axe to grind and I'm not being that guy. I'm just saying, though, it is is your defense tougher in the back end at the point of attack with those, t- with those two young kids stepping up and playing the way they are. Perfect place to stop. Hold you guys on a hanger because I want to hear Rob and Mickey's response to Brian's statement right there. So when we come back from our final break, we will get that. Stay tuned. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. Well, we're talking Cowboys as usual. We're talking Papa John's pizza. Two for one sale going on right now. That means you get double the veggies that are fresh, whole, never frozen, and double the pepperoni for the same price. And with a price like that and veggies and pepperoni like that, it's Papa John's. Before we went to break, Brian asked a very important question about this defense <laughs> maintaining with no Scandrick. So, got to hear Rob and Mickey's response before we get to Rob's Twitter poll. What do you guys think about this statement? Well, I said it yesterday. I I like the way these young corners are playing physical, tough, tackling, especially Cheeto. You know, he's just, you know, he's got the body type and um, they're not backing down from anybody. But even that he talked about the uh Marshawn Lynch hit Yesterday, he said Marshawn loud. I threw the ball at him and stuck his tongue out at him. <laughs> you know, it was kind of a welcome to the NFL moment, but he didn't back down. And that's kind of um, what's the word kind of represented what he's been about since he's been back. But I do think having Skandrick back, that experience, the way he can read defenses, um, seeing things out there, I think that certainly can't hurt. Now, I don't know how that impacts the rotation because I think you still want to keep these young guys playing. But but I, I or he's going to play for Lewis if he goes plays. He's not going to yeah. play for a woozy. Right, and and then they should just leave him there. Yeah, no, and they'll they be will. moving him in the slot yeah. and bringing somebody else in. Just give him one thing to do, and that's it. And by the way, you know Marshawn Lynch could have done all that, but he didn't go forward after he got hit. Got hit, knocked sideways. And Cheeto made sure everyone knew that because the Raiders posted on their Twitter accounts the play and said, "Welcome to the NFL," you know, kind of like hinting at that. And Cheeto quote tweeted and said, "Yeah, but he ain't got no yards after contact." Right. Yeah. It was kind of a fifty-fifty play, honestly. But he was he was funny about it. He said, "I I had to get up quick. I couldn't I couldn't sit yeah. down yeah, there and just, let him laugh at me. Yeah, I had to bounce back up." It was a good stalemate. Man, yeah. you think that Marshawn Lynch is just just amazing at trash talk oh maybe the best maybe the best yeah one of the best one of the best for sure well rob your twitter poll it brings up an interesting topic that everyone wants to know ezekiel elliott's return he only needs 217 yards left to get to 1000 so that's your question yeah uh despite having missed i calculated it because i'm a nerd 43 percent of the season 
He could still get that magic 1,000-yard number. It would average out to 108.5 in these last two games. Can he do that? What do you guys think? Mark me down. You got it? 108.5 for two? Yeah, per game. Okay, are they still in the playoff hunt going to Philadelphia? Are you thinking if they're not, would he sit? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Put him on IR. (laughs) Am I right, Nikki? They might sit the quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and say, okay, Cooper Rush, let's see what you got. I totally agree. Well, if you're saying 108, you know, he's only hit that over that three times this season. Really? In his eight games. Mm. He had 116 against Green Bay, 147 at San Francisco, and 150 Washington Mm. at Washington. So I'm 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 all for if it if the two games mean something absolutely yes if if game if the the final week of the season means absolutely nothing I need to figure out what uh, I think I have an understanding of what Rod Smith is but I'll go ahead and start Rod Smith and play him the whole game absolutely if there's nothing to play for against nothing him. to play for and I might even like you say if Tyron Smith if if he doesn't play this week and it means nothing next week I don't see you again the rest of the year. Say what? I mean, you know, everyone's talking about how crazy this week and how he could go, you know, they want to see him go for 200 yards. I I would be highly surprised if that happens, but I agree. I think if both of these next games mean something, I mean, you could see him go for 150 this week and maybe I'm trying to think who Philly would be playing, you know, in week 17 because it matters for them too if they're playing their starters or not. Sure. Yeah, that could factor in too. Because they've already got a buy, right? They, they do have the first round buy, but they don't have home field advantage. They don't have home field the yet. Minnesota's lurking there. Which yeah, is- who do they play this week? They've got Monday Night Football against the Raiders. Raiders and it's are- at home, though. It is. At- Raiders are done. So when I was asking someone after they clinched the first round buy, <laughs> I said that about Cincinnati. It's too long Sunday of a trip. Night, I was asking. I was somebody who was in executive football operations, and I said, "Hey, okay, so if they have the first round buy." He said that means that they had clinched home field advantage no. because they would be no. one and no. two. No, it's not right. Not right. So they, how does that happen? For they've them? got one of the two spots. They're, they're still playing to, to get home field throughout. you got to have the best record. But they're, they're, Right now they've ensured themselves at least the second spot. Yeah. There's so, two buys. Two buys. Yeah, that's what they were saying. So yeah. we'll see this weekend, everybody. Who are the Vikings playing this weekend? Uh, Who are the Vikings got? I'll look it up. Well, I should know this, though. Well, yeah, we've gone over it. Is it somebody that we need them to win? It's the Packers. Yeah. The Aaron uh, Rodgers. Oh, that's right. Packers that's a, on Saturday That's night. right, Packers. That's right. It's the Brett Hundley show. Yeah, that, that's, that's a no care. But see, the, the Vikings have to win. The Vikings <laughs> have to win that game because, again, they're trying to get home field, too. And it, they would love it. They took, home field for them means more probably than Philadelphia. Yeah, exactly. Ragnar. Yeah. Who? Ragnar. Yeah. You hear that? It's your team, your quarterback's laying prone on Nick the field. Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles. Yeah, not, not good. Not a good environment for opposing teams. The the answer Cowboys fans have total faith in Zeke. 88% say yes. He won 1000 yards by the end of the season. Wow. Again, 88%? Overwhelming, yes. After you miss 6 games. Pretty good. They saw those shirtless pictures. So nine, a thousand yards in nine in ten games is pretty good. A thousand yards in sixteen is whole home to me. NFL that's rec- like seventy eight a I game. I think the NFL record is fourteen straight games of a hundred yards. I think it's set by, if I'm not mistaken, that's either Barry Sanders or Eric Dickerson, one of the two. I could be way wrong about that. 
but I think it's 14. Well, if it's not them, it's Walter. It might be Marcus Allen, too. I'm sorry. It or, might be Marcus or Allen. Or Walter Payton. Yeah. Wow. But think I, about think I'm about, surprised yeah. by the fans saying that, really. 88%. Yeah, he's, he's missed a lot of time. Fresh legs. Yeah. Well, but again, they have to be playing for something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not throwing him out there in a meaningless game. I mean, I know he's missed six games, but you know what? I, I, I'm thinking about, all right, let me see what my young guys I've got. Let's get through the season and let's get into the draft mode. Mm-hmm. Let's keep everybody as healthy as possible. You know, you don't want to go into 2018 trying to figure out what happened. He's got to have this or have that. You know, you don't want to go through. And that. then it'll ever give everybody an opportunity to say, oh, the Cowboys went eight and eight again. Yeah. No, that's. I don't uh, care what they say. Yeah, no, I don't care. To, to this I mean, that's point, different circumstances. In this yeah, point in time, cares? it's in this point in time, it's really about the playoffs. That's it. And you, and you know what? You might go ten and six and not get in. Still, happened to the Jets two years ago. Yeah, it happens. I mean, oh, it, it's it, the, it, the odds of that happening are better than not happening. It hasn't yeah. happened often. I looked it up. It's happened four times since the NFL realigned the divisions in 20, 2002. And was so it one not time, often? Did one time the Patriots miss at eleven and five? Yeah. yeah, it was the year Castle filled in for Brady. How about that? You're sitting there like, oh, but, hey. But the four times I was looking just only at the NFC. NFC. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're right. I think it was 05, maybe. That's yeah. crazy. Sitting here, I think this might be an obvious answer, but some people may differ. What is the one Cowboys loss you wish you could take back sitting here today? Is it Falcons? Is that the most obvious one here? Oh, go back. We answered that last week. The Rams. I had that game won. No, but she's thinking about for the seed of her, for playoffs. I'm thinking for playoffs. If you had won that game, you're in better shape now than you're nine and five, right? Yeah, but if you're Rams you're, over Falcons. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think Falcons of the, the Falcons. They were never in the Falcons game. Yeah, they were. It was close at halftime. Yeah, they had a nice drive. Look, I think the coaching staff, everybody shares blame in that. They've they've said, hey, we could have done we could have done more to adjust to. The way they schemed they take the blame for that with one. their left tackle. And that's fine, but they scored 30 points against the Rams In... and got beat. That's the worst loss of the season. But the season. Rams averaged 30-plus. Go back and listen to the show after the Rams game. I guarantee you I said this loss is going to come back and haunt well, Oh, them. sure. You're right, but you make it sound like it's the, the a winless team that they lost to. I mean— it, that, that's, what are they that, going to finish? That might be the best they team may in the finish, conference right now. And they may finish 10-6. and six. The Charger loss is bad. Yeah, Charger loss was to a four and six team. Yeah, that was to a four and six team that was kind of looking for a a place to put their head down and go to sleep. I say Atlanta, Tay, for what you just said. I mean, that's a that's the head to head tiebreaker. There might be what bites you in the end. Mm -hmm. And they had a they were competitive in that game until the second half. You didn't lose to the Rams. You might not be in a head to head situation. Right? Why it's a good discussion. (laughs) That's where you feel, and that's where you feel. That's what you have to think there. But I, I just think the Falcons won because that first half, you thought that there was something. It was the first game without Ezekiel Elliott, too. You had Ezekiel Elliott in that Rams game. What I'm saying is if you had had that one back, you might have said, okay, we're not going to go on this three-game losing streak. Mm. Maybe you would have felt better going into that Eagles game. Yeah. I, I'd love to have had him for the Eagles game. I'd love to. Have, I'd love Anthony Brown to intercept that ball right before half when it was maybe, maybe make it 16. Luttering up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear Anthony Brown post game on Sunday when they were talking to him about it? A little bit. I was in there for a second. He said, I went wrong and I tried to catch it with my body. And I was like, is this Terrence Williams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. He yeah. said that. He Good said for that. him. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what but he But he wasn't saying it at Terrence Williams. He was just saying, you know, hey, you know, yeah. You were thinking to, Terrence Williams. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, is anyone else hearing this? He, was, he said he would try, you know, he. 
He said, what I did wrong was I was cradling it instead of going up for the actual catch. You know, that's fundamentally wrong to try to catch with my body. And I was like, oh, what? Are the the toughest picks when you're wide open and it's the quote-unquote easiest one? Just catch catch it. I'm not making excuses for him. Oh, no, just catch it. wide open. It's just such an easy play. Well, and the worst part was is that he read it right and broke on it. He was in perfect shape. And he did exactly what he should do, drive on the ball, and then he tried to catch it on his shoulder. We're not talking about Jeff Heath, Goten, and all that (laughs) stuff like that. I mean. Well, and Anthony Brown needs that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. You know, been yes, yeah. yes. confidence. We confidence. talked about. It. Yeah, coach even said it. He, you know, he, sometimes he lacks confidence, and so that would have that would have definitely helped. Is the Green Bay loss bad, considering oh, what you know about Green Bay now? Both, Aaron Rodgers, man. Both oh. of them were bad. He scored thirty points. So that's all I can say. So you shouldn't. You should not lose when you score thirty points. Well, they lost in the playoffs when they scored thirty points. You should not lose. I'll go back and say what I said. I think when you're playing prolific offenses, you you have to overcompensate because I know I remember you saying, Mickey, that week you're going to have to score forty points. That's right. And they almost <laughs> yeah, you almost can't did just it. score thirty points. Actually, that that's a loss. You got to yeah. win those games. Yeah, I will. I still, when I you still score, think the Charger one's the worst. When you score nine <laughs> they points, five hundred yards passing. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But you only scored nine, right? With the yeah. Chargers, which game did they score nine? They, nine. Like three of them in a row. That's what I'm saying. So you deserve to lose those. You you had no shot. You didn't score any points. That, that was just bad. Bad. I don't know if I like. Do you ever deserve to lose a game? If you score sure nine you points, yes, sure you do. We haven't mentioned Denver. 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 You I wish mean, you were playing them this week. That was, you know, I might go with Denver because that one, you didn't recognize the team that lost. I mean, they just, they couldn't get anything going in their running game and it, and it just snowballed on them, you know? And then you see what Denver's been since then. It's just now that it looks worse and worse. Yeah. The Eagles game was the nine point game. And then the Chargers game was the six point game. Hmm. Not going to win many of those, are you, Mick? No. It hurts. You know, we've seen the Cowboys win a 7-6 game one time against yeah. Washington. One time. One time. And the weirdest thing for those Saw them win a 5 to nothing game, game one was time. was their Detroit. kicker went down. Yeah. Elliott was down for the Eagles. Oh, there's two games where they had the kickers and go Charger down. And Charger guy, remember they had that hilarious Charger video? <laughs> well, remember that hilarious video of their punter trying practicing the kicks on the side, and he, he hit it way past the net, and the coach said, he's he's not doing our field goals today. <laughs> Mickey's right. The worst thing that happened was all of a sudden they had to start going for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, helped them out. Stop it them. helped yeah. them. It helped the Eagles. It scored like five more points. Yeah. But now I will say about the Chargers game indifferent is that that seemed like it was going in a different direction the first half. The Eagles and the Falcons, they were close in that first half. Yeah. Yeah, from from the jump, they couldn't they couldn't stop Rivers in the passing game. Receivers were running free and I don't know, you know, Sean Lee missed that game, but I don't know what difference he would have made over the course of that football game, made a changed the outcome. Every other game, I know that, played. I know, but a lot of it had Which, to do. By the way, we oh. didn't act. We didn't mention him as being snubbed for the Pro Bowl. He just missed too many games. Did he? Yeah, yeah. So. But look at the games, the games he missed and the games he played. What was the difference? He might be the most valuable player in the <laughs> league right now. I, I, That's fair. Nicky might be onto something. There. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with you on that. I mean, isn't Wag? Didn't Wagner miss a bunch of games this year or not? Or was he just banged up? He just banged, he banged up. up. Yeah. 
See, I. Bobby Wagner, though, you're talking about locker room. 17 to 6 against the Rams, okay? And you were getting the football in the second quarter. He didn't fumble the ball. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. You're not going to forgive that kid. Yeah, I know. Even though, even though he brought that one ball back for you, you're not going to forgive him. For the that, whole right? season. All I had to do is catch it. They were going to go down and score again. They were going to be up 24 to 6. They hadn't been stopped. Yeah. When they the were Rams, rolling. If the Rams make the Super Bowl, I don't think I'm going to call this a bad loss. I'm sorry. They look like the best team in the conference right now. I talked well, about they didn't look like it. They didn't look like it in the I'll first tell you half. what, though. Offensively, I think Rob's on to something. They've got what the both – did both their kickers make the Pro Bowl or uh, just the one kicker? I don't know. Did Zerline make Pro Bowl? Let me see. Uh, yeah. Right here. Because that, that's what happened. Usually, no, Hecker made it. Uh, Hecker was a punter, but Zerline's oh. the, pun, uh, the field goal kicker. Well, remember that game against the Cowboys? It was like – this is the kicker of the year. Yes, Greg Zerline did make it. So See, their kicker and punter made it. That's a pretty complete team right there. I think the Steelers had eight. How many did the Rams have? They have five. Of course, Farrell Cooper, Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, Farrell Cooper, Hecker, there's your Greg special Zerline. teams guy. Cooper Cup didn't make it? No, not Cooper Cup. We, we, we got a little dose of Farrell Cooper. Yeah, we did. In 40 <laughs> years, it has never happened where two running backs from the same team have both made the Pro Bowl, not being alternates. Of course, that is Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. That's amazing how different the Saints are this year. Just a different team. Because they ran the ball. Run, just, I mean, they're kind of a run first team. Oh, really? And Running the ball makes Peterson. a difference? <laughs> But it's been all Imagine about that. That's a grand. All, that's a grand thought. It's been the Breeze show for oh. years. Oh, it has. Breeze still made it. Yeah, yeah. It's made. It's made Sean Payton a better play caller. Mm-hmm. The ability to run the football has helped them so much, and the fact that they could throw it to Kamara on third down is, it makes it even better than that. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, amazing. It's, it is a, that, that group right and there. What does Kamara do? Does he run it in the end zone? He he finishes. They had Adrian Peterson at the start of the season. Yeah. That's all you need to know. How about that? And they started 0-2 as well was another. Kamara is second in the league in scoring. Yeah. 74 points. Yeah, there you go. Not bad. Well, maybe Zeke can catch up to him this week. We <laughs> will have to He's see only 217 18 yards. behind. Only 18 behind. So stay three, with us. Three touchdowns. We will be back tomorrow for much more coming from the star. Zeke will have had his first practice. We will go over all of that when we are back tomorrow, Thursday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!